Welcome to the Shooting the Cue podcast, presented by Heath Riles Barbecue, with tips, tricks, and an inside look with some of the top pitmasters in the game. Now here's your host, Heath Riles. We are joined today by Richard Fragola. How are you doing today, Richard? I'm doing fantastic, brother. Of course, a Fergalicious Barbecue. Why don't you tell everybody who you are and how you got started in the barbecue? Yeah, well, Richard Fergola, um, I'm from Gardner, Kansas. I mean, that's where I live. I grew up in Topeka, Kansas, and um, I was a high school special education teacher for 21 years, and I was a high school and college wrestling coach for 18 of those years, and uh, won a national championship as a college coach and uh, helped coach the Olympic team. So I was that. That was the that was my that was my game plan for the rest of my life. I was going to coach wrestling. I was going to you know coach the Olympics, all this stuff. Um, and then you know just one day I went to practice and I was like, man, I I don't really feel like going to practice. You know, like as the coach. And you know, my kids were little when I was coaching, and and uh, so I I retired from coaching after 18 years, and and then kept teaching. And then uh, uh, when I became an administrator, I moved in as an administrator, and uh, my colleagues got me a. Uh, um, uh, a ticket to become a CBJ, to a KCBS CBJ class. And so I went and took that class and became a CBJ. And then I went to a barbecue contest just to walk around and, and check it out. And I was just like, I was like anybody else. I was watching Pitmasters and watching this stuff with my wife. And I was like, this is so freaking cool, man. And and uh, so we judged about four or five contests and then went and cooked our first one in 2012. And uh, as Fergalicious and man, I was hooked, bro. I mean, it was just the coolest thing ever. And and then just a couple years later, got on the TV show Barbecue Pitmasters, who I was a fan of. And uh, from there, just everything just snowballed into over and over and over and over again. Just came out with rubs, you know, did this and that. And uh, um, and here we are, you know, here we are, you know, this many years later. And never would have thought I'd been been where I'm at right now and and uh, teach barbecue classes around the world. I have six rubs sold worldwide. Um, work for Proud Souls, uh, which is a great barbecue company. And and uh, retired from teaching, I don't know, about five or six years ago, so never looked back. Wow. So we're, uh, that, that's been so, such a short span. How many years has that been? So 11 years I've been in barbecue. I started in 12, and, and here it is at 23. So wow. 11 years, 11 years, that's it. So being in it 11 years, what, what does it mean to you now that you've been embraced in it so long? Um, you know, I, I've always been a believer that, um, Longevity is is one of those things that's important in life, and we don't have longevity in a lot of things. Uh, but uh, anything that I've said I want to do and be good at, um, I, I try to invest that time in it. And I think this was one of those things that, you know, I, I moved out of coaching, which I was completely invested in, and and just wanted to be the best at that. And uh, so when I retired from that and moved into barbecue, it was no different. You know, I mean, it's same mindset, same you know, goals, I, I want to be the best. So, you know, you got to invest time in that. You got to invest money in that. You don't do those things, you're not going to be the best. And if I can't be the best, then I'm not going to do it. Well, I know how that is. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, talking about contests, how many contests have you competed in this year? Uh, this will be contest number 35 at the Royal Oak. So um, I've, I've done that probably, uh, probably five times. I think the most I've done is 37. And then I did about four years where I was like 30, 31, 32. So this is this is a lot. I think one of the 38 one time. A lot. I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. a lot. It, it was. It's a lot of weekends gone. And I only it counted is. if it was a double or a triple. I only counted it as one contest. Well, because it's one weekend. Yeah. Because it's I one weekend. Same thing. Yeah. And, and I don't know. It, it got to be where it was so wild between trying to. At one time, I was trying to run between SCA, NBN, KCBS, and mm -hmm. it just. 
I don't know, it was fun for a while beating the road down like that and trading trucks every year, running 100,000 miles up on them. And, it, 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 you know, it is trailers. Yeah, 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 it is fun. And I mean, people ask that question all the time and they, they're like, how do you do that? And I'm like, you know, aside from all that hard work and sleeping in your trailer or hotel or whatever that is, you know, and being away from your family, I mean, the, the, there's a challenge side to that. And it's, um, you know, that I think that, at least for myself, that, that brings out the best in me is when I'm when I'm challenged. Well, with you being a coach and, and know what it feels like to win or lose, we all know as we grow older, we're just bigger kids with bigger toys. And so getting that feeling of winning, like you were in high school or college, there's, I mean, it gets me chill bumps just saying that right now. There's not a better feeling than hearing your name called last at a contest. Oh, I mean, it, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, you're, you're 100% right, it, and it never gets old. I mean, it's, uh, if, if anything, it gets better with time. You know, it's uh, uh, like at the American Royal this year in the Invitational. Um, I've always, <clears throat> I've always uh, really pushed myself in the, in the brisket category, and, uh, but yet I've never hit that big one in brisket at the Royal. I've gotten calls in the other categories, but... Um, and to get a, a second place brisket with a perfect 180 this year and hit that stage, I mean, I was, if you watch the video of me out there, they had the camera on me when that call and I was, I was freaking jacked, bro. I mean, I was pumped. So to get that feeling, that's, uh, that's that, that competitor in you that just gets drawn out. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I know how that is. I think that <laughs> they caught me on the video of Memphis and May when oh, we yeah. were in finals and, you know, from, it was a little bit different for me. I've been chasing that hat is what I like to tell everybody for a long time. And it's, uh. I'm sure you've got a contest you've been chasing for a while. What would that contest be? Uh, you know, if I had to pick one that I haven't won yet, but I've been so close, is uh, Smoke in the Spring in Osage City, Kansas. Um, it's every April. It's 110 teams. It's the largest, toughest one day, one, you know, one single contest, I think, in the country. Um, it's very well ran, lots of prize money. Um, and I've been third. I've been ninth, but I was third just a couple years ago. Um, and I literally missed GCing it by GC was 700. Uh, RGC was 700.6 and I was like 699.9. <laughs> I mean, we were that close, you know, and it's, uh, um, it's just a great contest and that's probably the one contest I've cooked the most. So I've cooked that every year since I've started cooking. So, um, I've been there a lot. So is that your favorite? Cause I feel like I've asked everybody like, what is that one contest, whether it's still happening or not happening? Sure. Is that the one that you're like, man, that's just my favorite contest, or would that be a different one? I do enjoy that one a lot. I think one of the ones I had the most fun at was uh, Ham in Louisiana. Um, I cooked that one in, um, I can't remember what year that was, but. Uh, you on the train tracks? We were right next to them, yep. yep. And my mom was with me, and uh, we rolled down there, and that freaked her out the first time they rolled by us, and the whole trailer was shaking. But I mean, just the hospitality there, the food, um, you know, getting the, getting the oars, you know, I got four calls and finished third. And I think uh, my boy Drew won that. And, uh, uh, the coolest thing about that contest was, uh, the week before that we did the barbecue league event in downtown Kansas city, the big 12 and Johnny Trigg was there doing the big 12 with us. And, uh, so we got to hang out and cook, but then a week later I'm in Hammond, Louisiana. And as, as I'm walking away from awards, um, Johnny asked to take a picture with me and I was like, wait a minute, this should be, <laughs> I should be taking a picture with you, man. I you seen know, you're the legend week. here, but that was just really cool. And, and it, it felt pretty good. So Johnny is, uh, is one of those guys, you know, you watched him on pit masters and, and he was the one that seemed so tough. And so he's so old school. Some people don't know how to take him, I guess is yeah. a better way to describe it, Yeah. but he's just such a down to earth gentleman. 
when you sit down with him and break bread or have a meal or, or talk to him, he's come all the way to South Haven to cook contests yeah. for us before, you know, KCBS. And he'd come over and sit with me because I'm doing MBN hog and shoulder and ribs and KCBS. And he was like, I don't see how the hell you do all that, son. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't either. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the Barbecue League event, we were, Prairie Fresh had come out with a new product called Pork Briskets. And they almost looked like a like a pork tri-tip. And, and um, since I'm a Prairie Fresh team, they were... They were giving them to me to test cook, so I was cooking them all the time. And well, we we brought them out for that event. We were handing them out, and Johnny was watching me. I was cooking it on a drum, and he was like, "What is that, Bergen?" And I so here I am. I'm teaching him how to cook a pork brisket, and I just thought that was also pretty <laughs> overwhelming. But uh, you know, it was just, he's just a really cool dude. And obviously, I was one of those guys that watched Pitmasters and you know watched all those guys cook. And so it yeah, one, I know. One of the things last week when when we saw him that stood out to me, I was just kind of watching them talk or whatever. It was. Dr. Barbecue, Johnny Trigg, Heath, and Leanne Whippin, they were all having a conversation. I was just kind of standing there watching, and somehow it came up that there are now butcher shops that trim meat for people. And he was just like, what? Like, that's a thing? Like, he was just astonished yeah, that anybody yeah. would even consider that. And I was like, you just don't find that anymore. You know, he's that old school that he would never, like, let anybody do that for him, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm old school, but I'm new school too. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I just Go thought ahead. that that was, I, I don't, that was just a moment that stuck out to me that I was just like, that's how traditional he sure. is, yeah. you know? Yeah, awesome guy. Well, and you always wonder too if he's really got a damn gun in his boot. Yeah. <laughs> There's no yeah. telling. I that's mean, you know a, what I mean? It's that's always the joke. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a running question, and I'm gonna be honest. He's one of those types of older gentlemen that. I myself personally have enough respect for I would never run up on that man because <laughs> one, he might cut you, or two, he might put a bullet in you. I mean, he, I mean, he just looks like that type. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. that he's not going to take any of that BS. Nope. You know, well, talking about contests, favorite trophies. Everybody's got a favorite trophy on the circuit, whether you've won it or chased it or it's eluded you. What would be your favorite trophy that you've won so far or has eluded you? Um. Well, I'll, I'll name both. The one that eluded me, and I haven't gone to the contest because it, it doesn't happen anymore, but I did a contest in Pensacola, Florida, uh, three or four years, and they have these huge uh, wood carving statues. Smoking on the... Uh, smoking, uh, smoking on the square. Yep. Yep. And so... Uh, pelican. Yeah, the pelican, the big pelican. And I never got one. I think I, the best I did was eighth or something like that. But So that one eluded me. Um, but the one, probably my favorite one that I thought was the coolest one is um, I did a contest. First year I chased points, I cooked a contest in Effingham, Illinois. And Effingham, Illinois, for those that don't know, is where booze blocks are made. So the, the famous booze block cutting boards um, that you would see on pitmasters when they're doing the judging and you see the booze block on the edge. So they're made in Effingham, Illinois. And so all their trophies for this contest were, were, the, were these cutting blocks. Well, we, I GC'd it, and the GC was a full-size block so like it was that thick and that white it's on legs and it stands about this tall is about 300 pounds and so we had to carry that old school yeah like a, like a real yeah. butcher block yep and it has grand champion engraved on the front so we use it as like a centerpiece uh in our store um and uh, and then when you won categories they were like little miniature versions like cheese blocks and so um, i did a perfect perfect 180 that day and so we got a cut we got that one and one for ribs but that was probably the most cool trophy i've i've won so do you keep all of your trophies I do. We uh, we put some of them in Proud Souls. Uh, we got a lot of that stuff up in the store, and then the rest are just kind of 
kind of sit in the we, basement we've somewhere. We had a mix here. That's why I <laughs> ask you. Some people are like, I don't keep those. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, most most people do. I feel like, but yeah, there some are, don't. I have a pallet in my basement, and there's a bunch of boxes. Just, I mean, there's it's just hard to keep put those somewhere. You know, yeah. what I mean? oh, so, my shop is full of full of. Uh... <laughs> if I had an entire room where I could do that, I mean, I'm not Darren Worth, so I don't have an entire restaurant. You know, yeah. room where I can just put all my trophies at. But I say I'm gonna when I build a new shop that I'm gonna do a 60 foot wall because I've got banners and flags and ribbons and bowling trophies and unique trophies and I'd love to have a whole complete wall of them in my shop. But yeah, that'd be cool. Somebody else is gonna hang them up. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure my wife would let me do that. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, talking about contests and talking about scoring, what is the one category that gives you that headache? Everybody's got it. Uh, I mean, it, it it doesn't really happen anymore. Um, it used to earlier in my career, and it was always chicken. Um, you know, it, it's uh, but there's if there's one thing I've really learned to do and try to be really good at it is be consistent in all four. You know, a lot of people think, um, you know, if you're not winning categories, you're not winning contests. And uh, when I do my classes, I just I teach people how to how to cook consistently. You know. Every weekend, week in and week out, whether your chicken is scoring first or it's scoring 11th and your other meats are staying in that, you know, in where you're at, you're, you're going to have a chance to win. And I, I think chicken has just always been, I mean, I've, I've finished in the top 25 in toys several times in chicken. Um, I've got plenty of 180s in chicken, but it's, it's, it doesn't perform like my brisket and ribs do. So uh, I have to say brisket has probably always been my best meat. Um, this year, brisket and ribs, I'm I'm number two in toy and ribs, and I'm number three in brisket right now in toy. So I've been in the top five in toy and brisket. So you didn't name pork. Where does it fall? Well, it's like right now, I think I'm 13th in toy right now in pork. Um, I've finished as high as eighth in toy and pork. Um, again, got plenty of 180s there, but it's it's it just stays consistent, right? Um, chicken just is chicken is just one of those meats, man. It's just like. For most people, it's pork, believe it or really? not. Everybody really? that I question, yeah. Even for me, it's pork. I, and we I feel had, like I cooked pork. We had a pork. chicken earlier. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff Jeff's said chicken. chicken. Yeah. I mean, pork is, obviously, ribs and brisket are my two best, and chicken and pork are, you know, I'd, I'd probably have to say brisket, ribs, pork. Chicken. So you're a thigh man, right? I am, yeah. You've never done legs, right? I have. I've tried it. Yep. I've done wing flats. I've done, you know, I've tried them all, man. I do it, you know, but I, I try not to, in the middle of a season, start jacking around with things. I just... I want to go back to that consistency and keep it that way. If I if I don't if I don't get a call on chicken and my other three meats do the job and and I get my name called last at the end, I'm fine with that. I mean, yeah, you got to be very <laughs> consistent. Go so ahead. you're primarily KCBS. Do yes. You cook any other sanctioning bodies at all? I haven't. I mean, I've done Memphis and May uh, three times with Sugar Fire, uh, uh, Luton Booty, me and Sugar Fire uh, partnered up. Um, what did you think about Memphis? I love it, man. I love it. It's very uh, different than KCBS. It's very different. It's very different, <laughs> yes. Um, but the nice thing about that is we've done hog every time. And uh, so my KCBS experience kind of comes into play in that in that section because, like, Mike from Sugar Fire, he doesn't cook very much KCBS. So as far as building that hog box, you know, me and Luton Booty, we, we play a huge role in that um, and trying to make that look the best that we can. And so, you know, usually when we're doing that, like, everybody else is out. He tells everybody to get out. It's just me and me and Smitty. So. You should come cook the South Haven Spring Fest this year. It's a double. MBN and KCBS. You should come do a rib, just a rib only MBN and do the KCBS side. I, I almost cooked that, I think, a year or two ago. I can't, uh, when I did that, um, when I filmed that video with Malcolm, 
and I was down there, and we were talking about that. But when is that? That's uh, April. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. April. You should you should put that on your list to come play yeah. with us. Because I'm going to do some different stuff next year. I'm not going to chase points like this. And it's this is this is I've done a lot of point chasing, and well, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, and I think you had asked me earlier about my end game. Um, yeah, I, I was okay. going to ask you what yeah. it's so you know you're cooking thirty something contests a year. You've got your six products. You know, if you're like any of the rest of us, I'm sure you got some more in R&D. You know, what is Richard's endgame? Well, I think I kind of alluded to it earlier. I'm, I'm a very, very competitive person. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If we're playing cards, if we're playing, you know, uh, uh, pickleball, if we're, you know, whatever we're doing, I, I want to win. Um, and, I mean, that's, I don't think that's being arrogant or anything like that. That's just... Why, why would I do it if I can't? You know, everybody's like, well, barbecue's just for fun. And I'm like, that's kind of how it started for me, but it turned into my business, which I'm not mad at that at all. But if I'm going to do that, I want to be the best at it. And there's, in this world, in this in this barbecue world, there's, there's a lot of other people that want to do the exact same thing, whether it's to promote their products or promote their classes or whatever that may be. And so you got to be on your toes all the time. If you, I, I was always a believer when I was, even when I was an athlete and I was wrestling, I would always picture my my opponent wherever that person may be training and so if they were training then i knew i had to be training too and if i was sitting on the couch then i knew he was getting better than me at that time and so i've always had a philosophy that i live by well it's actually two of them you know get one percent better every day at what you do and don't be a should have been um and i actually have that tattooed on my arm right here but my coach and that's you know a lot of us say we we did we we tried to accomplish something we said oh man if i just would have done this or i should have done that i could have you know, I could have been a world champion or whatever. So you got to do something that scares you every day. Exactly. And so I just try not to leave anything on the table. And uh, I try to bring I try to bring it every time I, you know, everywhere I go, no matter who I'm cooking against, I don't care who I'm cooking against. And uh, if I leave there knowing that and I didn't win, then I at least I know I, you know, I'm, I'm bringing it. So you said you're going to slow down a little. What's your plans when you slow down on cooking so many contests? Yeah, so I'll still cook contests, but, you know, it might be, you know, like 15 or so, but maybe do some different stuff. I know, uh, you know, Smitty and I are really good friends. We're going to probably cook a contest as a team together, um, you know, like Ferg and Booty or Lou Delicious or whatever we're going to call it. <laughs> you know, I think you see a lot more of that. Me and, me and Jeff was talking about here earlier, you know, him and Darren have been and do the Teddy Camp thing. Teddy Camp, and yep, stuff. yep, yep. And, and that's kind of like me. Oh, I, I want yeah. to go cook some more, but I don't want to go cook all four categories. Sure, yeah. I don't really want to be responsible for everything. And I'm going to end up putting together, you know, some guys once or twice a year just to go have some fun. Yeah, just to go have you fun. You know, yeah. I just, I'll cook a rib. Somebody can cook something else. You pick what you want to cook. Yeah. We can all work together as a team. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just really just hanging out in the camaraderie of just having fun. It'll be a different feeling, you know, because you're not when you're when you're cooking as your brand and you're like like here, you know, you're you're in a freaking zone, man. Like this is this is what I do. This is my routine. If you're cooking with somebody else, you know, you can kind of take your foot off the pedal just a little bit. Not that you still don't want to win, but, you know, you're having a different experience. And I'm looking forward to that. Like I got invited to come do the uh, big pig jig this year, but it's the literally the week end after toy is over. And I'm like, I ain't trying to go that, right back that in. That pig jig is a different contest. I, you know, first time I ever went to Georgia, I was on a hot streak. And I tell anybody, if you want to get humbled cooking barbecue, take your butt to Georgia. And they're like, why do you say that? And I said, well, per capita, it's about like Texas. It's full of damn good cooks. Right. And I said, the Georgia side is all KCBS and GBA. And they're basically the same thing. 
and you go cook this, you're going to get your brains beat in over here. These boys over here can cook. <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah. figure out how to cook and win, you come to Georgia and cook. Yeah, yeah. And we did that and, and come back over here, and I got like two 180s at a contest Randall Bowman put on and thought I was like, damn, I got this thing won. And then we got like a, what, a 50 or 60-something <laughs> pork and a, maybe a 15th <laughs> yeah. to 20th yeah. brisket. I don't remember. We finished fifth overall, uh, you know, and I've, I've had two of those instances like that, that and the Sam's Club cook. And, that's why I say pork is my, even though it may have got me paid a lot of money and put me in the seat I'm in, it sure cost me some money too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you actually won this contest last year, right? I did, yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. It was, uh, what, what did you place here last year? What category calls did you get? Um, I got 11th in uh, chicken, 11th in ribs, first in pork with a 180, and third in brisket. So I know we're winding down here. Some of the contests y'all do, don't you have a tradition of where Deadass last, y'all put in a pot or middle of the pack or 11th place. What is it? It's Wild Child. Yep. And it's 11th. Yeah. So, so what it's whatever it's it, so it's whatever the contest pay payout is the one right after that. So like here in categories, they pay top 10. So this pays the 11th place person. So as long as they're in the pot. So, so here, how much is everybody chipping in? Yeah. So at the Royal Oak, we do it differently. So on an on a regular weekend at a contest, it's $20. And then we draw one of the four meats out at my good luck shot. And then whatever meat we draw out, that's the meat. Here we do all five. So we do chicken, ribs, pork, brisket, and overall. 20 a piece. Yeah, so it's $100 buy-in. You just $100 in, and then there's a pot at, in every category. So, And I just happened to get lucky enough to win two of those last year, too. So Two 11ths. Two 11ths, yep. No. And, that, and that was chicken and ribs, so I'm, I'm going into pork with zero calls, but I've got two 11ths. So I, just, I was like, okay, I'm eight. I'm still kind of in the game a little bit. I got to have something happen in pork, and it did. So, well, good. Well, I I really highly appreciate you coming on with us and talking shop today. It's yeah. always good to shoot the cue with another barbecue personality. Yeah. And uh, I hope that later on we can run in each other again, and we got to do a cooking video before long. I know we've been talking about that for quite some time. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate it, and we'll catch you down the road. All right. Thanks, guys. We are joined today by Bill and Vanessa Purvis with Chicken Fried Barbecue. How y'all doing today? Pretty good, Heath. Pretty good. Well, I would say y'all are doing more than pretty good. Y'all have been tearing up the road lately. You're always on a tear. I try to chew them up when I can. You know, I try. So we cooking every weekend just about. So uh, sometimes it can be deceiving because I am cooking all the time. So uh, I don't really post the losses too much, you know. So. <laughs> well, I know how that is. I used to be the same way. <laughs> But you're still posting every weekend, so that's a good thing. <laughs> so for the people that don't know you, tell everybody kind of who you are and how y'all got started in barbecue. So uh, Bill Purvis, Chicken Fried Barbecue, we're out of Magnolia, Texas, which is just north of Houston. And uh, we sponsored a, the company I worked for sponsored a Houston rodeo team, which I think you're coming to Houston this year, and you'll see it's, it's primarily, uh, it's a big party. I mean, all the tents down there are private parties, and we would sponsor, or the company I did oil and gas logistics, we would sponsor so our clients could go. I was the VP of sales, so I would bring all our clients down there for the parties. I never saw the competition because I was just there at night, and all the parties are like nightclubs. So we're, you know, they're serving, you know, 800 people. The tent we would sponsor would be 800 people a night running through there. And the guy that ran the tent kept trying to get me into, and I would cook. Man, I grew up cooking my, I'd cook briskets and ribs and I did all that, but I never did any competition until I started, we sponsored him and he, hey, well, come out to a competition with me, come to, and so I did a couple with him and then I just said, man, I think, I think I can, 
I can do this on my own, you know? So I did probably three comps with him just kind of running his boxes and watching the way, you know, and, and I just started doing them on my own and, you know, pretty early on we, we did okay, you know? So, so was that primarily IBCAs? Primarily good? IBCA and there is a, a small little, uh, for Houston, there's a small little point circuit that happens around the city of Houston, but for the Houston rodeo, they call it Go Metros. There's no money involved, but it's a points. You can chase points and you can actually earn your way into a free spot at Houston Rodeo by gaining points. You get three points for first place brisket, two points for second place, same as the chicken, you know, three points for the top five teams. There's like eight cook-offs and the top five teams with the most points get a free spot at Houston. And so it's not necessarily, there's no prize money in each one of those events. The entry fees are about 200, 250. Uh, and they just really call out first, second, and third. And that was my first contest. A buddy of mine said, hey, come cook the ribs. And we ended up cooking the ribs and we got first place ribs and we RGC'd the contest off my rib. And uh, I was like, that's hmm, eh, easy, you know? And uh, I spent the next four months in IBCA glued to my chair, you know? So. I mean, it's kind of crazy how that happens. And so I got to ask this now, that one call, how much money did that cost you? Do you want to admit this in front of your wife? I do not. We don't <laughs> add it up. We don't yeah, add it up. We don't talk about it. I remember once that uh, my AC had went out on my trailer. And she says, well, if you go in enough money to pay for an AC, you can get a new AC for a rig. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, that weekend I went out and I think I RGC'd the contest and I don't know, made $1,100 or something. It was a small contest. And she's like, oh my God, that, man, that's enough for the AC. And I'm like, she hasn't done the math on how much I spent on the brisket, how much the entry fee. Because when you add all those things up together, it was- it, You're it, at that $1,100, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I didn't know back then that I do now. And now <laughs> I just like, whatever, right. just go with it. Yeah, so. And you know, it's kind of crazy how barbecue, uh, you get sucked into it, I guess is a better way to say. And so how did you get pulled into it? If you don't mind me asking through just him cooking? Yeah, pretty much. I think it was during COVID um, when it started opening up again, he started doing the KCBS ones towards the end of the year because in the following year he was thinking about, you know, doing more KCBS then. And so we traveled to a lot of different cook-offs in different states and and it was really kind of fun to travel to all these different states and meet new people and make friends and everything. And everybody's just wonderful and, and nice and friendly and everything. So you can't help but kind of get drawn into it that way because everybody's great. Um, so then the next year, he did, I mean, just that whole year, he did KCBS and he did pretty good. So I kind of started getting you know into it more with him because at first i was like i don't know what you're doing i'm just gonna let you do that whatever um so then once he did that uh i really got more more into it to where i went with him more frequently because at first i didn't go at all um so so that was kind of more i think the kcbs is really what kind of got it in got me into it more so she don't want to go cook in a cow pasture in Texas. <laughs> but if I tell her, Hey, we're going to go to Georgia, you know, and it's someplace she's never been, she's more interested in, well, let's, let's travel, you know? Well, and, and she was the same way. She, she loved, and you know, and I'm sure you've helped with other stuff that says you just do some of the desserts here. I'm sure my wife is going to ask you about that. Well, I was actually going to ask, do you, 
Do you do any of the meats? I know some wives like to take on a meat and that's their thing and some don't. No, I, I definitely, I'm not the cook in the family. Um, the kitchen is not my favorite place to be. So he does all the cooking and he does everything. And so with the cook-offs, that's just all his thing. I don't want to like get into that with him. It's, I feel like that's his deal and um, I would just probably get in the way. So I really just, you know, help clean up, keep them on track, you know, that kind of thing, keep it organized as I can. Um, Keeps it, me from talking to people. Oh yeah, keep them on track. I'm like, lock the door. Don't let anybody else in. <laughs> he doesn't know what time it is. Exactly. Lock the door. So we have to have some code words, you know, like if he's out there talking, hey honey, I think, you know, do we need to be doing something? What do we need to be doing? And, oh yeah, okay. So then he'll get back on track. So that's usually really all I do. Um, not ready to dive into cooking meats and stuff well, like that. Well, she doesn't that. like barbecue either, the taste of it. So. Well, it's not my favorite food yeah. to, yeah. so when he's like, hey, taste this, and I'm like, I'm not tasting well, even if it was, so Even if it was your favorite ever, I, once I, you I get still... to this point, it would not be your favorite. We're the same way. We don't eat it. I'd rather go eat a cold sandwich somewhere <laughs> yeah. than this thing. I just, I, so you decided to start trying some desserts, though. Um, Started doing that. Part. Well, I I did one dessert. Just I don't even know. I think he like talked me. Last year. He taught me into it somehow, some way, and and I was kind of practicing. And I'm not really good at cooking or any of that stuff. So it's like a chore for me to even just follow a recipe and not miss something. And so I I practiced some, and so I cooked this cheesecake and. I think I was like mid-pack and it, 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 I was like, this is way too much work for me to like do this. this. I'm like, I'm not doing another one. And so then when he got the Jack, you know, auto, then I was like, well, I guess maybe I'll try that. You know, it's worth trying. Um, so I practiced like a ton. And so then I was like, well, I'll do the Royal just to kind of get it in there and just, you know, try it. Um, and so I, I had to practice just so that it was like muscle memory because I don't, like the one time I was practicing, I accidentally put cumin in my, instead of cinnamon, because it looked like cinnamon. And I was like, oh my gosh, seriously. So, so I just had to practice a lot. So I just felt comfortable cooking this, this cake. Um, so it, it turned out, you know, pretty good. I was really surprised. Well, y'all got a call with the Jack, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We got a, uh, she, she got a, she won 80 at the Royal. So she's only cooked dessert three times. Pustacue, which was a mid-pack finish, and then she won eighty at the Royal and one eighty at the Jack. Which so is, is that the same good. the same dessert you did it for was, both? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, what was that? I gotta ask. If was, you want to tell, it was a pecan pie cheesecake. Uh, see, it's always the cheesecake. That that was yeah. my thing too when I was she's doing a big cheesecake person. I was doing a lot of yeah. cheesecakes and I'm winning a lot. Um, I guess I won a golden ticket into the World Food Championship, okay. but. I was in nursing school at the time, so I didn't get to go do that, but it would have been cool. Um, but yeah, I don't, I haven't done a dessert in a long time either, but I got into it there for a while. I think like, kind of like you said, you start and you're just like, eh. but then when you start to win, you're like, okay, I like this, maybe I'll do it some more. And then I, I got to a point where I was doing it so much that all of the ladies were like, well, we have to beat her, you know? So everybody comes out of the woodwork. But yeah, I kind of backed off after a while, but it is fun. I think she did a turtle cheesecake at Montgomery, and then she's, you did turtle cheesecake. It wasn't the pecan oh, pie. No, it was a completely different cheesecake. Yeah, it was like cheesecakes do well. It, it was a completely different one, and so I ended up getting a different recipe from a friend, and 
I cooked both the original one and then the pecan pie cheesecake, and I just liked the texture of that one so much better. Like, it was just night and day, so I just went with that one instead. And you might have to pass them on that, that old recipe. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I did the same one for a while. It was a Samoa cheesecake, uh -huh. like, like the, the Girl, Girl Scout, Scout cookie Samoa. So oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take the cookies to make the dessert, but it's that's what it's made Chocolate around, you know? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, it won for a long time. And it's really? no bake, correct? That one is a no-bake. Is that right? It's a no-bake. Oh, no okay, yeah, yeah. No they are, yeah, so. when they're no-bake. Mm -hmm. yeah. But what I won, when I won the golden ticket, that was a totally different... It was a goo-goo pie. So it was a Nashville contest that Randall Bowman had kind of helped, and they had a, a... It was really the only contest that we had been to. It was... They wanted the dessert themed, like the city... So it was like Nashville themed. Uh -huh. Well, um, so yeah, it was like a homemade goo goo cluster pie or something. I think something. it's where goo goos are made. That's at. where they originated mm. from. Okay. okay. So I like did my research and made all my little she hand painted tray and, all and kind of crap. Oh, wow. Yeah. Made it Nashville themed. So it went, went very good. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of work, the it decorating is. and all that kind of stuff to, to come up with all that. So. so, how many contests will you do this year, Bill? So I usually cook just about every weekend, and in Texas it doesn't. There's no off season; yeah. they they just happen. So I, I don't add them up, but I think I, I did uh, took the weekend off for the grandbaby's birthday party. It's probably the only about weekend. It. About it. I mean, so you're cooking forty something, fifty something yeah. weeks a year. Yeah, wow. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't sell rubs sitting on the couch. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> I know how that is too. So are you still working a day job? Nope. You're fully retired. Fully retired, and uh, I got a sugar mama. So. He's living his best life, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, uh, you know, I lost my job during COVID. And at the same time, I started having really good success with, uh, I think the first month I was out of work, I won maybe 10 grand in prize money bouncing around Texas. And I had a good month that month, because it's definitely not every month you're going to walk away with 10 grand in competition barbecue. But I did happen to hit a little streak uh, and of course, my rub sales have been really good in Texas. Uh, even though it's just one rub, they've been, uh, you know, it's it's it, it does well for at least, and it's not truckloads yet, you know. Know something, Sweet Baby Ray, one sauce sells billions of dollars. So you think Coca-Cola? Yeah. How many cans of Coke can you sell in a year? It don't take but one good product, Bill. Yeah. So, it's been doing good for me, you know, and. Uh, uh, at the same time, I like we spoke earlier, I'd want to get more out there, but I've had so much success off my first, you know, my first rub, uh, and you know, it's not, it's not really close. To, it's got it's very pepper forward, uh, so it's not necessarily close to uh, to really anything else that's out there. Uh, it's it's different, and if you're heavy-handed with it, uh, man, it's probably too much pepper. You know, it's not meant to, uh, you know, I say shake it, don't cake it. You know, it's it's meant for just a medium coat. That's that's a good one. Shake it, don't cake it. it it's not me. If you cake it on there, it's you're gonna you're gonna. It's got too much pepper. Well, you know, a lot of people, even some of my rubs are finer grind, right? Yeah. And if you do cake it up, right, you're gonna cause your bark to wash yourself. It's not a. You have to understand how to put on an even layer. That's we right. This huge. Uh, I'll ask it to you. Do you prefer layering a rub or mixing rubs together and putting them on? You know what is your process? I'm there? a layer. I'm a layer guy. I, I layer. But you're not using eight layers of rubs. No, no, I don't use more than three. A lot of times it's two. Okay, there, there was my thing. And so if you're going, let's just say you were using four rubs, would you mix three of them together and use a base? 
And then where your other one is a real blended coat? I could do, but you know. I try to keep it as simple as I can. And like I said, with me cooking every week, if I notice something's not really making a difference, take it out. I take it out. I'm always looking for the, Simplicity. you know, yeah, I'm always looking for the easier, softer way. And if, uh, if I can get away with something, you know, not doing it, I mean, I, I'm not going to do it. Uh, so what, what is your best category by far? Right now, I would say probably brisket right now, uh, but looking at points and whatnot, chicken's been doing really well for me in, uh, in CBA. I've been doing thighs in CBA. I would say my weakest would be a half chicken, just because CBA opened up where you can do thighs, you can do legs, you can do, and that's what I primarily cooked this last year has been CBA. So I've been doing thighs and wings to prepare for the jack. You know, wanted to kind of get the timeline down, the muscle memory down with incorporating wings in the process. So, uh, but brisket's been, uh, you know, I've, I won San Antonio because of brisket and ribs. You know, I didn't walk in chicken, but I had a third place brisket, fifth place rib. You know, two strong claws in a field of 300. So, so you're a can man too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So are you running a pan under your brisket mm -hmm. or are you, you yep, are? Yep. And I run my ribs on a pellet grill actually. Really? Mm-hmm. So you're not starting them on a drum and throwing them on a pellet? They ain't even touching the drum. They're all pellet the whole way. The whole way. So what pellets are you using? Royal oak. Charcoal pellets? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do very well. I'll say that. They have a really good, uh, they're tricky pellet. Yeah. You know, they put off a really good smoke without mm -hmm. you really, it's a really thin, fine blue smoke, and yep. a lot of people go, oh, that's a... That's a baker's pellet. Yeah. No, that smoke is running as clean, actually, as that stick burner over here, that drum. I don't think you're realizing that. Uh, it puts off a lot smokier taste than you think, though. And two, I find even in Texas, you know, it's, and you know this, it's a tenderness game. It's everywhere. And if you can get that rib tender, and uh, if it's got plenty of moisture, and it, you know, it's knife and fork in Texas, so they're cutting it off, so you are overcooking them. So do you really want it falling off the bone in Texas when you put it in the box? Oh, I, I mush them. I mush those ribs in Texas. Oh, I mean, really? it's, it's a completely different cook than KCBS. KCBS, I'm really, I'm a, I have to really, you know, I'm picking them up and feeling them, you know, with my hands to see that tenderness. Uh, but in, in, if that rib's got plenty of marbling, I've had them where, man, I've tasted them. And, you know, you get a lot of judges in Texas. It's their first time to judge the contest. So they don't have that palate that's really looking for mush. They don't know it. It falls off the bone. They love it, and you'll score. I mean, occasionally I'll get a comment, hey, the rib needs a little better integrity. But for the most part, most of these, back, I mean, they're just the promoters are bringing in untrained, uncertified judges. And Well, that's what IBCA is, right? Just normal right. people off the street, that's it. That's and they it. fill enough seats, and when they get that's them, it. then they start doing boxes, mm -hmm. right? And you want them soft. And everybody eats out of the same box with a knife and fork. Yep. They cut off a piece and eat it. That's it. And you get one bite or? They get one bite. And on a rib, say, you know, I'll cook four pounds. I'm looking for at least minimum four pound spares because if they're going in there with a little, you know, two and a half or a three pound rib, it's, it can be a little challenging for a, a judge. I mean, it's not just a plastic knife and a fork. It's the cheapest plastic knife and fork you can find. I mean, it is the, almost like a... What do they call it, a spork or whatever? I mean, it is <laughs> rinky-dinky. And if they have, if the easier it is for them to get a bite, you know, to get a nice piece off. of it, the better off. And you don't want any bark. I mean, you spritz them. You, if you, you want that rub to set, and that's about it. Because if you get a crunchy bark, 
even on your brisket, if it's a crunchy bark, you won't they, come apart. They get in there with that. It can only go in one time. And if they pull something out that's more bark than it is meat, you're not going to get a good tenderness score because now they're just chewing on something crunchy. And I'm a soft bark person myself, especially when it comes to ribs and stuff like that. I believe in building it on the back end. You don't want your sugars to over caramelize, things like that. Um, so I totally get what you're saying with the whole salt, soft bark soft, kind yeah. of uh, feel. And that's why I like my butter bath. It kind of, yeah. you know what I mean, that, yeah. that, that floaty feel. Yeah. Uh, what's the one piece of meat that gives you the worst? Uh, half chicken. Half chicken. Yeah. Well, yeah, you said that. Well, what's your best? You said brisket. brisket yeah. Uh, right now, probably brisket and ribs uh, have been really, you know, both of those have been really consistent. Uh, outside of the Royal, but uh, I did walk brisket both days at the Royal, so uh, this year, and uh, and got a brisket walk at the Jack, so I would have to go with brisket at this point, you know. Sam, you feel good about your brisket here tomorrow so far? Man, it's a nice piece of meat, you know, I feel good about it. Uh, the, the brisket was, you know, it's a hassle cattle wagyu. It, uh, you know, I've had some briskets where I've looked at them and thought, oh, I guess I'm going to go to this contest, and I can't get rid of a brisket. If I trim one out, I have to use it. I just can't throw away a 200 I've used I've cooked every one that I've ever trimmed, too. Ain't no sense in... I won't throw it away. If I was at a big contest, I ain't going to say that I wouldn't vacuum seal it. Yeah. And then say I'm going to cook it at a smaller contest. Right. Let me throw another one out here to go to this big prestigious contest. Mm -hmm. And I've had some of those, Keith, where I thought, man, this is, man, I don't like this brisket. I vacuum seal it, and then, oh, I got this little small contest, and I take it over there. Man, it turns out just fine. Well, by the time you blow it up and then you put it on a good hot fire and stoke it up anyway and it relaxes, you usually get a little more swell out of it anyway. And a, a lot of people, I feel like, misreading the whole thin meat thing. Yeah. There's tricks and tips and yeah. ways to, yeah. to fix that. Yeah. Um, so one thing I'd like to know, you being in Texas, how many miles will you run this year cooking that many weekends a year? So for me, a lot of them are close. You know, say, so like we have so, so many contests. Uh, now, last year I really wanted to get to the jack, so I cooked a bunch of different sanctioned bodies and just stay chasing qualifiers. And man, I love the jack. It was my first time to cook, and I really want to go back. So I've got two qualifiers under my belt already, but I'm going to go to Arkansas on the way out of here and cook that Pine Bluff because. Just trying that's to make money. Contest. It's that big money one, and it's hedging my bets that if I don't get, say, I end up with five or four or six, and I can get one a bung in Arkansas or a bung in Louisiana, there was 130 names in the hat for Texas, and they draw, you know, they draw one name out. So if I can get so my Mississippi more, I will. And man, Mississippi, I've done well. I've have you thought about cooking South Haven Springfest? I have. Before? Yeah, for sure. No, I have. Mississippi is one that uh, I bet I've cooked Mississippi four times, and I've either grand and reserved three out of the four. I think one time I, I was like seventh or eighth overall, but all the rest. Yeah, I'm semi-retired, so all y'all flood that area yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, once I got the memo that you were out, you know. <laughs> I told uh, I told Brad that one time, and yeah. they were running really hard. and I said, well, yeah, I'm going to come cook goat days, and we went out there and cooked. Right. And uh, was it Tim? He was running, and I can't remember how close points was, and he put up a 701. Mm -hmm. I put up a 703. <laughs> Took GC. My first on. RGC in KCBS was Roast and Boast in Mississippi. Really, Columbus. You know, I've never cooked Columbus. Yeah. Every year it used to be another, uh, what, MBN we done. I think you're right. I think it was MBN for a long time because they've got all these, like, camps. Well, Hank lives down there. They have all these camps and everything. Well, there. it used to be like Pig Jig. Okay. Where you had your own permanent campsite. That's right. If you yeah. heard about the Pig Jig in Georgia, they've got permanent sites you can build right. your own building you yeah. can have kitchens on the inside yeah. 
A, oh, yeah, yeah, people come in there and sweep them out thing. like they do a deer camp. It's like a deer camp, camp or something, yeah. And they get their fire pits and they clean it up and people's got, like I said, pits built and they bring their cookers and unload them on the porches and it's concreted and right. it's just it's something to see. The mm -hmm. first time I went there, it was like an antebellum theme. Yeah. There were people walking around and dressed up like antebellum. You right, know, right. Yeah, yeah, it was just so wild and crazy. That contest is happening this weekend, Roasting Boats, because they messaged me and I said, man, I'm at Royal Oak. Otherwise, I've, I've reserved it, and then I came back the next year and won that, that Roasting Boats contest. Uh, I, um, I know it was this weekend, though. So talking about contests, I feel like I've been asking everybody, what is your favorite, whether you've won it, not won it, is there just one contest wherever, wherever, that's just your favorite contest? American Royal. I love the American Royal. Uh, and walking, to me, walking at the American Royal is the best walking barbecue. That is, and, and Jack's right there too, I mean, yeah. but to walk at the American Royal with everybody there, it's just, uh, yeah. it's magical. Yeah. I've, I've cooked it three times and walked twice in ribs, both times. And uh, one of them I went and cooked with Traeger, just on a Traeger, and ended up getting sick, had to get an IV out there. Right. It was hot, I drank too much, you know, all that kind of good mess, got dehydrated. But I come back alive and got a rib call. So that's, I mean, I beat everybody that was I hadn't cooked all year long. Yeah, yeah. And so the other teams they had brought in. Yeah, and, and uh, it was really good to, uh -huh. to do that. Yeah, and, you know, it's uh, it's always good when you get a call out there. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then the next question is, trophy. Is there a trophy that either you haven't won that you want to win that you just think it's really really cool, or one that you've already won that you're just like that. Doesn't matter what it paid or what it is, just like that's my favorite trophy because it's unique or or something like that. So right now, because I just got was at the Jack last week, and I'm really I'm really loving those barrel heads I got yeah. from the Jack. So uh, uh, we got second place brisket. We actually tied for first place brisket. Oh, I wow. done it with Travis Clark. When I was there. I had a second place 180. Oh. Oh, and it gets better. I had a second place 180 sauce behind him, and he got both first places, and I got both seconds a year. I did get first sauce, though. I got yeah. first sauce this way. I got first sauce and second. Appreciate you using my sauce, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> in there. Yeah. So that's Straight out favorite. of the bottle, baby. That's your favorite right now. Right now, the Jack, Jack is, uh, is, but I'll tell you what's on my list, which I've never cooked. I, at one point, I want to go do that Murphy's Bro. Mm, I've seen apples. those apples, yeah, and I hear is. the history of that contest, and I hear Heath talk about it. I mean, I hear all the guys talk about it. But coming from Texas, man, you don't hear about Murphy's Bro until you start doing KCBS and whatnot. So Murphy's Bro is on my list. They roll out the red carpet. Yeah. They roll it out. And, you, and with you doing Memphis in May, uh, you know, y'all teaming up doing yeah. that, would you ever consider cooking just a rib only at yeah. an NBN event? Yeah, I would. No, for sure. I mean... And I may do it at South Haven, you know. Uh, I wish they, you would. I'd yeah. help you do whatever. If yeah. you need an extra cooker, you yeah. need whatever to haul or yeah. whatever. I can get you close to Is that to me. week before Memphis? No, it's just several weeks before. Okay. Isn't there one like a week before? What's the warm-up uh, to Memphis? Esperanza Bonanza There's might be. There's one in Arkansas that's like, a, is that a KCBS? Yeah, Marion maybe. Or, I've or, won that one. That Esperanza. You've won Marion? Yeah. It's usually yeah. right around that, that time. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually the load-in because I never cook it because we load in equipment gotcha. before that and they start building our site and all that. But yeah, it's uh Is that the Razor Racks invitational there at South Haven? Is that what it, it is, is now yeah. since I, I laid back. <laughs> you know, I've won South yeah. Haven, I've won it ten, eleven times. Like. I don't know. I've won Murphy's Barrel nine times. Cool. Between wow. NBN and KCBS. Wow. Pat Burke had it seven. Wow. That's crazy, Heath. That's nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, I, all those uh, seven of those pigs are on my bookcase above my huh. uh, across from my office desk, and I give one pig. One pig got stolen when it was in a restaurant on Bill Street. The windows got broken out, and somebody stole it. Hmm. Uh, and then the last one I won, I was with Jay Craig, and he built me that pit and okay. all that. Yeah, yeah. And I give him that. That was the first hog one on a pit, oh, first nice. GC on one of those. Wow. I said, this is you. You, you built nice. a hell of a nice. pit. This is yeah. your pit if we take it. Oh, that's so I cool. give that to him. That's cool. That's yeah. real cool. But yeah, that that was uh, back when it was you know MIM and all that, and they added KCBS at, at yeah. uh, South Haven. Um, and we've been fortunate enough. We won the grand there, you know, yeah. both of them one year. Yeah. And I done that at Murfreesboro, and uh, and Virginia. Her bucket list was banjo cue. She wanted one of them banjos, but uh, we cooked it two years. I think we got third one year. You were we top ten. Both. You should do Virginia Galax. If you want some fiddles, mandolins. They do banjos. I got a seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten, eleven fiddles. I got a mandolin. She's tired of bowling trophies. Good you know? Yeah. <laughs> belt buckles. She's tired of belt buckles. We all have a lot of belt buckles. We, we do. do. We do. Yeah. She's tired of belt buckles. I really did want that banjo. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> you, you should really look at the Galax trophies, and all of them are made by a um, a, a banjo shop right there in town. Uh huh. And he makes the violins and all the fiddles, and it's really that is a prestigious contest. About like Murphy's Barrel, uh, I would probably blow it up more than I do, but it's 13 hours from the house, and it's for us going. Probably up. be real far. It's be real far <laughs> yeah, but it really is. Uh, it's a great contest. Yeah. They, the little town embraces it so much. Right. And the first year we went, there's a little bar called McAdoo's. Uh -huh. They put us in the back parking lot. They put people down the streets and behind right. businesses. Right. It's everywhere. And uh, the McAdoo's, they hold your bar tab when you go out and check on your meat. Your <laughs> yeah, we run up like an $800 bar tab real quick. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, it was a, we had a grand time first time we went. Uh, but it, it's a good little contest. She'll we'll chase some out. trophies. She likes some uh, banjos. So. I did like that one. Yeah. So. yeah, we had enough to start a band. I tell everybody, we just need a set of uh, drums. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Well, look, I appreciate you guys coming on with yeah. us today, shooting the queue. It's always good to learn something about somebody else, kind of where they're from. I have a highly respect for you, Bill, and Miss Vanessa. Uh, Y'all have done a hell of a job. You said you've been cooking four years. Yeah, just a little over four well, years. Well, I'm going to tell you something. For you just to be I'm cooking four years, I hear chicken fried barbecue's name a whole lot. <laughs> And that says something, Bill. I appreciate it. Even. When you put your heart and soul into something, I think, like y'all have, and you work as a team and you go on, and, and I think y'all are some of these people that, that don't get involved in all the mess. You just go do your thing, and it really shows out there. I so I wish you nothing but success. If there's anything that we can ever do to help you, but you know we're here for you. Appreciate it, both of y'all. Appreciate it coming on today. Yeah. And always, like I said, it's always good to shoot the cue with a friend. Thank you for tuning in to the Shooting the Cue podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or through our website. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Leave us a review if you enjoyed the show. Until next time, keep shooting the queue.